0: comment and share. Good evening, good afternoon, folks. No matter where the heck in the world you are, it is the one and only V, the Gorilla Economist, coming to you live on this edition of The Outer Limits. And we have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction whatsoever. He is the scientist at large, the one and only Jet Blake. And you can find him lurking in the Rogue News Discord. If you need to get into the Rogue News Discord, the link will be in the description box. And I got to go back in and edit I kind of screwed up this morning. Uh, anyway, folks. Lots of exciting things happening. And also want to let you know that we will be launching the FJB balloons, which is phase one of Rogue. That is being launched today. Okay, let me let me just share it with you guys. Bang, the FJB balloons. Okay? And the way you'd want to do it – and look, what the hell is this? It's an artisanal, artistic um, NFT that's going to be 3D image. It's limited – it's going to, it's linked to ethereum so when the value of ethereum goes up your investment in fjb fjb balloons goes up number one number two on the back of the nft we'll have you know will give you a, it's a lifetime access to receive these nfts every week and on the back of the nft is the story the headline stories of the week will be in the back so now instead of having a newspaper that you just throw away you're actually going to have a piece a periodical linked forever, connected to the blockchain that's immutable, that is a collector's item, and it's going to be a way for you to start funding and supporting the creators here on Rogue because guess what? We're having new people join Rogue. Martin Seif will be joining us every Thursday. Okay, for the, He's going to be the Raging Bull, Raging Bull Thursdays. we got Jet Blake. You're going to be supporting Jet. You're going to be supporting Martin. You're going to be supporting uh, Joaquin Flores is coming on board. Alex Craner is coming on board. We have uh, so many guys that are going to be part of this. Tom Luongo, uh, you know, and of course, me and CJ. Everybody that's going to be on Rogue is going to be supported uh, by the FJB Balloons. Cowboy is going to be supported. Everybody it's going to be awesome. And so what do you do? Well, you got to get yourself first this because we we kind of like this, right? Get your MetaMask. Set up a MetaMask account. Then once you have a MetaMask account set up, either download it. You can even get a Google Chrome extension if you're using Google Chrome. But if you want to just download MetaMask onto your phone, just download that. Then you just go to FJB balloons right here. Bang. Hit mint a balloon. And guess what? Here's the coolest thing. You can either mint with your wallet if you already are a crypto person and you have Ethereum or whatever ETH coin that's in your wallet. You can go ahead and mint it. Or you can just pay with your card. Use your debit card. Use your credit card. Whatever. Bang. Email address. Uh, and then you click Winter Wallet, because we're using Winter to do it. And then you just hit Pay with Card. Bango. And That's it. And then what happens, it'll just shoot, then you just put in your Ethereum address, you put your wallet address from MetaMask, and it sends the NFT there. It is so cool. Amazing. And it's a great way for you to fund Rogue and all of its creators as we go to the next level, and it's amazing. It's going to be a one-time payment, limited edition, the whole Kitten Caboodle. With that being said, Jet, good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Oh, real good. How about you? I'm hanging in there. I hope you had a good weekend. Yes, a very relaxing weekend. Beautiful weather. You Uh, probably had similar weather. Um, Just doesn't get any better than what we had last Three or so days, and then um, we were doing some nice sightseeing and the um, Ozark Mountains. <clears throat> and then we're in the uh, south at the border of Missouri and Arkansas. You have the Branson area. Yeah, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's uh, that's interesting dynamics. Uh, Branson uh, originally was. Kicked off by Roy Clark many, many years ago, I would say in the uh, 70s, late 60s, 70s. And then it, it grew from there and originally got its start with um, family, country, music entertainers. And then um, Silver Dollar City, an amusement park, was built. And as that grew, it, it became a vacation spot for uh, families. So it has a draw, especially Midwest states, say probably a 10-state a region, but it became uh, an alternative to maybe the Disney corporate uh, amusement parks that they'd have in Florida and California. But what's interesting with Disney having massive layoffs and, and the, the route that they went... Uh, whoever made that decision, uh, this area, Branson, Silver Dollar City, is exploding, and, and now now we're seeing oh, uh, all forty-eight con- uh, continuous states plates, and it's just uh, used to have a downtime between mid January to mid February. That's no longer the case. So it's slam packed uh, every day of the year. And so I spent some uh, time down there. And it's just uh, the Ozark Mountains are beautiful. So that's yeah. right on the border of Missouri and in Arkansas. And uh, friend, friendly people, you could strike up conversations with anyone when you're in line at a restaurant or uh, a shopping facility or entertainment. So it's just a, it kind of, it's like a time capsule. It's almost like if you want to see what society used to be like in the 70s, go there. Because it's yep. still kind of trapped in time of the 1970s where everyone's polite and uh, there isn't any litter or trash. There isn't any graffiti. It's a very, very interesting spot. So uh, I go there to kind of decompress. It's very relaxing. And then there's, there's zoos there and zip lines and nature hikes and roller coasters and amusement and you name it. It's all there. Water, water parks, go-karts. It's re- really a fun place.
0: That's awesome, man. Um, I'm 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 uh, I'm kind of upset that it doesn't have graffiti, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It, it, no graffiti. No graffiti. So it's, I don't know it's, if you're if you're kind of nostalgic and then lo- lots of restaurants and uh, activities. It's just uh, overall, it's a fun, extremely re- reasonable. Place as well. I think that's why it's it's so popular. So while a lot of the economy might be shrinking, and there's uh, layoffs not there, that's com- complete opposite. It's just it's like a economic anomaly. Yeah, yeah. So it's Absolutely. it's it's healthy. It's good to see. It's good. It's good for the economy down there. Not nice folks. Nice people. <clears throat> but yeah, today's shows. Uh, I guess every week. That's why it's called Outer Limits. It's very unusual. If I can. Uh, We're going to kind of leverage off last week because you asked a question about, wanted me to go into detail when I talked about the uh, Nazarites like Samson. Yes. And uh, what part of that vow, uh, what it entailed. So we'll, we'll break that down and maybe some of the field theory physics behind what the requirements were for the vow. It's very, uh, uh, unique information, but then when I s- sum it up, th- this is, uh, towards the end of this show, this will be uh, a huge gold nugget and a huge epiphany
0: Yeah.
1: if people can hang in on today's lesson and get the grasp of what I have to say in the conclusion of today's show really will have a lot of gravity and weight. If you get the sense of it, <laughs> it, it should have an impact. So the end of today's show should really have an impact on you and your family if, if you understand. Um, or let me say, if I present this correctly, <laughs> could, could be based on my uh, presentation today. But the, uh, in the Mishnah, which was the uh, for a long time, Mishnah is basically an oral uh, tradition, kind of started with Judah, you had the uh, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Jacob's 12 sons, which became the 12 tribes or clans, family lines of of Israel. Uh, and Judah with uh, Mishnah as the oral uh, tradition of, of the teachings. And in that, you had the vow of a Nazarite. And this vow was open. It's very interesting. It was open to male and female.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So even though a lot of people look at the... The older Hebrew and Aramaic texts, these ancient texts, I think, well, that's, you know, patriarchal and men-centric. Not necessarily. Um, there, there are a lot of aspects where women played pivotal, very important and pivotal roles in yeah. ancient history down to uh, prophecy and modern-day fulfillment. So, uh the female woman was highly valued in these ancient traditions and ancient uh, prophetical tapestry. They played significant roles. I would argue in some cases greater than male. Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a misinformation to think that it was male dominated only and women were suppressed and women didn't have, you know, equal rights and they were, subservient no not not if if that if that happened in the past that was an abuse it was not authorized or sanctioned by these ancient texts Uh, women had a very honorable and high role in society and in fact allowed to participate as a nazirite Uh, a lot of females were crucial in family lines blood lines and in actual um (laughs) <laughs> this might sound gruesome, but when when there was extreme evil, uh, several women played key roles in assassinations. Yes, of some very bad characters, where w- the woman stepped up and uh, a, uh, in a sanctioned murder, uh, justified uh, vengeance, and it was was not a male, was not a military combatant. It, w- it was a female that played that role. Mm. And they, in a way that they, they, these were some bad characters that were taken out by females. So they were allowed to participate in a vow of a Nazarite. The minimum time period would be 30 days, but basically it was a, it was a contract that you entered and it allowed you to have ministerial services that normally would be allocated to the Levitical priesthood. So here you could be a non-Levite, uh, the tribe of Levi, and have ministerial uh, duties. The vow, the minimum, or the shortest was 30 days, but some were one, two, five, ten-year contract, or in a few cases, lifetime. And I mentioned last time you had Samson, the prophet Samuel, John, uh, the baptizer, the John the Baptist, two different uh, titles that he had. Those would be example of uh, lifetime Nazarites, but what they were supposed to do and repeat from last week. And then we get into detail in that contract. They were to not partake of anything of the grape vine, any configuration. So that would be any type of vinegar, a raisin, a juice, like grape juice or, Mm -hmm. or wine uh that would include any type of uh fruit cake. if there's any type of uh, a dessert or, or, or treat if it had that they, they could couldn't eat that they were not to cut their hair um that that includes shaving so that would be any kind of uh f- f- shaving of the face yeah or, or arms and legs so today it's Today, there's a lot of custom of uh, razors, electric razors and shaving face or uh, female hair, maybe leg, uh, ar- armpit hair, uh, based on uh, regional customs. So if it were a, a female Nazarite, she would not be shaving, for example, legs and under under the arm during that period of that contract. And then they were not to touch a... Dead body. Um, if if they did come across and touch a dead body, sometimes it could be accidental, like maybe you're visiting. There were cases where Nazarites were visiting a a very ill parent or sibling, <clears throat> and then um, they have some type of pathogen or high fever, and they're, they're taking care of them, and all you know maybe with a washcloth and cold water and trying to break a fever, and then the the loved one dies right there, they've accidentally touched a dead body. So then they would have to um, go through various customs, a sin offering, a burnt offering, a guilt offering, and then their contract would reset. They'd have to start all over. So if they were like, if it was a five-year vow and they were two months left and this happened, they would have to start the five years all over again. But it's an interesting dynamic. Um, what that vow, and and this was if someone got to a point, you know, it's a pretty serious vow. But the the community would know you're you're engaged in this because your appearance, and then not partaking partaking of any great product. So a Nazarite was easily spotted, and it was a, a badge of honor to to participate in this vow. But usually, someone who who does this, it's because they're they're, they've decided they want to embark in a, a spiritual journey and perhaps they want uh, to really accelerate like high octane or uh, nitrous. Uh, they want to boost their spiritual journey and, and they want the possibility of being in a position of epiphanies or insight. And Because um, there was extreme meditation involved and um, a lot of priestly type ministerial uh, duties so it was, it was it was an honorable thing but it wasn't wasn't not everyone was cut out to do it well you didn't have to that's why it was a voluntary vow so maybe less than one percent uh would per- participate in this but it was a uh, very unique so why why the no product of the grape
0: yeah does, does, does
1: that mean like
0: not even like grape juice or what does that mean
1: nothing yeah nothing no
0: yeah why Why the grape man
1: so <laughs> this this is where uh this is where the, the presentation starts to get interesting um but it's in conjunction with not not cutting the hair not touching the dead body so in field theory what happens is let, let's let's start with the the hair um I'm convinced the real science of field theory versus atomic theory, <clears throat> we're an electromagnetic universe.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, we're in a very advanced holographic, I, I used the term video game. Hold on a second. <clears throat> we're in this uh, <clears throat> video game where reality can be influenced by our consciousness. So there's a lot of um, motivational speakers, uh, books written on, um, for example, how to be successful in in business. And a lot of mind over, boy, excuse me, I don't know why my, uh, throat gets like this. It's aggravating, uh, mind over matter. You have, uh, people have vision boards, uh, sure. goal goal setting and motivational speakers to, to help encourage that emotional trigger. Yeah. To, to get it work. Well, there, there's a lot to be said to that and I'll end this presentation explaining how this all fits in, but the hair on the body, uh, if a Nazarite does not shave or cut any hair, uh, hair acts as antennae. Uh, If if you're scared, for example.
0: Yeah, the hairs um, in the back of your neck stand up kind of Yeah, hairs,
1: or if someone goes, ooh, you you tell a story, and someone goes, oh, look, a goose bumps, and the hair stands up on your arms. Same thing like a hair will stand up on a dog or a cat. If, gotcha. the, if the dog or cat feels threatened sure yes. corner. Okay so the, the hair uh, is antennae because it's it's rooted into the skin, the largest organ of the body. So the, with the hair as antennae is picking up electromagnetic signals that exist in the ether. And then as antennae it's picking up the electromagnetic signal, rooted into the skin. And then the, the skin transfers the electrical signal through the neural network into the two processing centers, your brain and and gut brain.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have uh, two neural network uh, processing. The, the, the brain kind of monitors the everyday and the conscious. The gut uh, is more linked to the, it's older. It's an older brain network. Um, and then it uh, is related to consciousness. So typically, if, if you... In, in today's society, we tend to focus more on the neural network of the brain and uh, we ignore the gut network, the gut brain, but really um, it's because as a society we have been taught, it's a good thing if you can learn how to... Listen to the gut brain because that's connected to the subconscious more so than than the neural network of the brain and the head. And the gut is the one that has um, it it has more of the ability, uh, extra perception. So it kind of has your your sixth sense, your spidey senses let, let, let's say. So the longer the hair is, During this Nazarite vow, you have more antennae to pick up from electromagnetic signaling coming from counter space. Uh, Another term would say heaven or basically outer limits. Because when we're here on Earth, we're also affected by multidimensional electromagnetic signals, just not what's generated from planet Earth or from our sun. We have inbound electromagnetic signal that has data attached to it that's coming from other dimensions and comes from all timelines. Well, the hair can pick up those signals and then through the body neural network, it can process it into our consciousness. It's just we've lost that art uh, by design because the, the powers to be have kind of deliberately dumbed down human society. They've also, uh, crystallized the pineal gland, which is a key, uh, sensory, which can play, uh, videos or can process images that are multidimensional. Now, some people, if they're, uh, on uh, certain plants that, that have chemicals that activates maybe, uh, the pineal gland more so than, um, other foods or, or plants, there, there's natural chemical compounds um, that like in the cannabis plant and others that might activate the pineal gland. But when the pineal gland is activated and there's a storyline or images, that's coming in electromagnetic. So it'd have to come in through the hair and skin to get to the gut or brain network. So the long hair of the Nazarite was so that they could pick up signaling coming from counter space or heaven. That's how they would have a very supercharged, like nitrous, a, a spiritual journey and spiritual insight that they would not get if they were not participating in this vow, this contract. Now on the grapevine, there's something about the product of the grapevine that alters or can impede the electromagnetic signaling in the body. So um, w- what I can do is, I'm going to try this again. If I get my computer here, I want to show you a picture. I'm going to do the share screen. See if it shows up on your um, window here. And I'm going to see if um, Can you see this picture? Uh,
0: No, you've got the screen. If you look at the screen, you have it where you need to select which screen it is.
1: Stop, yeah, did, yeah, did my general, let's see. Okay, did it stop share?
0: Yeah, it stopped.
1: Share screen. Did a window. Are you seeing this now on your end?
0: Yes. Pulling it in. There you go. You. Is
1: that a rug? No. Uh, this. This is uh,
0: a tapestry of some sort.
1: Yeah. It's. It's a. Uh, what it is? It's a. Um, it's a large uh, mosaic tile okay structure and ah, gotcha. the the uh, tile let's see if i can find the information i have here here this is a tile it's a basilica mosaic tile in a roman catholic church in the village of lynn east of albania so that would be uh it'd be north west of greece and the border of Albania and, and Greece, this time. So in this basilica uh mosaic tile that's that's in the church, if you notice here, um, there's a, a grapevine. You see the grapes,
0: yeah,
1: and then there's the grapevine, and at um, at the at the bottom of this picture.
0: Mm-hmm
1: you see the two grapevines what's at the end of the grapevines
0: uh looks like some sort of filigree pointing towards uh a triangle of some sort is that you're yeah. looking at the bottom part or the top Yeah
1: part? yeah no that's it that's it okay. there so at the end of the vines what what that is is that's a that's a serpent's head
0: uh oh, okay
1: okay so um this is the part where i where I get uh, a little anxious on the, on the presentation. This, this is uh, th- there, this. Let's say this is speculation, entertainment only. That might be the best.
0: Yeah, yeah. This is for entertainment this, purposes only.
1: Yeah, entertainment purposes only. Okay. What if? What if in the account, the Genesis account it talks about the the, the tree? Mm-hmm. Uh, knowledge of good and bad, and, and uh, Adam and Eve, uh, Eve, w- they weren't supposed to partake of that tree. Correct. There, there's there's a- ancient legends that actually the uh, grapevine was an invader that entered the Garden of Eden. Ooh, interesting. And uh, the grapevine, uh, like a like a serpent, uh, entered. And its its origin w- was in the region of Albania, uh, northern Greece, Greece, uh, huh. the far east end of Turkey, near the sure. Caucasus. So it was a native
0: to the Levant.
1: The it was not native of where
0: no. Israel and Lebanon and those areas are. The Levant. Okay.
1: Yes. So this this invader that this w- was not. Indigenous to that region of the garden, so it sneaks in like a serpent or a snake. That's what this tile is indicating at this church. Mm-hmm. So uh, this the, this is a uh, this is information that was archived in books that was removed from the public about um, three thousand years ago.
0: So when you say that the the grape is an invader, uh, are you talking about is it's not something that's like a natural thing, because because the question becomes, we have the the story of Christ, you know, transforming water into wine at a wedding feast. And granted, mm-hmm. you know, it is a product of the wine. It's not the same type of, I mean, he's not making like Merlot here, but it was just a, a weaker type of um, fermented grape drink, similar to what you find in modern Jewish wines. Uh, is that what you're hinting at? I mean, what, is, what I'm trying to come up with the connection here between the grape right where you know uh god says you should eat the fruit of every vine right and there's a lot of connotations between vine i'm the vine you are the branch so on and so forth mm-hmm. um tie it in make this clear to us and tie it all in together for us chat
1: <laughs> okay so what happens is the uh, <clears throat> this particular uh incident has, has base, basically been hidden um, in, in, in books. So uh, just view this as entertainment because it's it could be too shocking. And people get very emotional and they're not open-minded, unfortunately, in these topics. And uh, that's why they're in the state that they are. It is what it is. Uh, I was schooled differently. So if you had a, a scenario where you had a a vine that came in that was not indigenous it was a foreign plant species that came in and then it wrapped itself around this tree of knowledge of good or bad and then the fruit became desirable well it's talking about the the grape process and and the, the account which again people don't have this knowledge they just have a superficial based on what they've learned in church or or readings they're not thinking deep when uh, eve was approached by the the serpent and this this wasn't just a uh, one or two meeting for 20 30 minutes uh what what happens is there there would be um conversations that took place for, for many weeks and many months without Adam around well what's interesting is uh, w- what if uh, partaking of the fruit was was actually uh, part of a, a chemistry process where there was fermentation and it was a combination of uh, eating or drinking but it was it was a uh, liquefied, Beverage of the grapevine that had uh, chemical composition where it was able to ignite the pineal gland and and give uh, a human beings the, the tree of knowledge a gateway into uh, multi-dimensional realities. You know, not not quite like an acid trip. Per se, I hate to use these these terms, or uh, but a type of a, a, an ayahuasca or a, a grapevine of uh, alcoholic content, where altered the consciousness.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now what happens is you're, you're entering into a, a knowledge base <clears throat> and a consciousness that perhaps Adam and Eve were not ready. Or if that were to be done, it was supposed to be done under the direction of the Heavenly Father, not from uh, a multi-dimensional entity that kind of jumped the gun. And then they embarked on <clears throat> uh, an altered consciousness and received information and a reality where the instructor became someone other than the Heavenly Father, uh, God Almighty. Yeah. So. Uh, there's there, there's a lot of hidden information kept from from the public that uh, of what's going on. So today, um, when when there's consumption of of alcohol, the way the process works with the sugars and the anatomy of the body, the grapevine has an ability for intoxication, but also can trigger. Uh, Certain types of endorphins and hormones and change perception can change reality. That's why in the fermenting process, they uh, the liquors are called spirits. Yeah, is is another name. So a Nazarite would not want to. The best way to say this is a Nazarite would not want to partake of any product of the grapevine, because they. Wouldn't want their extrasentient uh, perception to be altered mm-hmm. by a chemical sequence that would uh, 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 perhaps provide a gateway for other entities to influence their consciousness. They need their consciousness influenced by only one entity: this dynamic energy in counter space, the divine. Yeah. So, so while they're in a a spiritual journey of enlightenment and ministerial duties, they needed to be free, a clear head, and free from chemical influences or alterations to the consciousness where they might receive data that's not coming from counter space, but other entities. Mm-hmm. So the reason why that's uh, interesting is, Interesting. There, there's been a battle for, there's been a battle. The human race has been, uh, it's been a target. It's been very popular to non-human entities. Yes. Why Why is that? Well, when the ancient texts, the scriptural references saying that we are created in, in God's image. Right. What that means is what's unique about the human being is we are reality generators. Correct. We have the ability to create our own reality. Yeah. Some secret uh, fraternities and sororities, some of these ancient family lines know that. And, and they, they know uh, they have great deal information of older writings and texts
0: Uh
1: that, uh, that they've locked away. But, when you understand that you you can, to a large extent, create your reality, of course, there are certain parameters or firewalls uh, that are in place. But when you can create your reality, if if you know how to do that, but you withhold that information from others, that gives you great power. Knowledge right. gives you gives you uh, power. well, if we're uh, if we're designed to be reality generators, the human race could be vulnerable to alien or non-human life forms, if they also know that humans are reality generators, then you can have an alien influence, uh, interact with the human race, and get the human race to create a reality that the aliens want. Correct. And the reality might not be in the best interest of the human species, the human family. Bingo. But the aliens don't care. They're like, hey, this is a species that was created in this dynamic energies. Th- these species, hey, you know, it'd be like uh, someone saying, hey, we stumbled across, we found some reality generators. And they're like, no kidding. they be like, yeah, yeah, they're, reality, they're in this quadrant, they're in this galaxy, this particular arm of the galaxy, this planetary system. And they're like, get out of town. No, no, we found them. And they're yeah. like... Well, how, how advanced are they? And they're like, oh, they're at the very beginning. You're kidding me. No, yeah, they're at the very beginning of the... So they don't know about, no, uh uh-uh. Well, that's who we want to target. And you go, absolutely. If we get together and target that, we can captivate these reality generators. They won't know any better. And uh, we can rule over them as gods or get them to manifest any reality that we want. So word spread like wildfire, and it brought a lot of attention to this planetary system and to this young... Species called the human race because we are reality generators. Um, <clears throat> that's been a conflict that's been going on for over seven, eight thousand years with our genetic iteration. Is we've had human and non-human influences trying to get community, trying to get the population to manifest reality uh, that's not in our best interests, but manifest masters of reality conception.
0: Yeah.
1: Now that they, now what's happening is uh, I'd say these bad actors, human mm. and non-human,
0: yeah,
1: they're now able, uh, they've got the human counterparts. The, they've got these corporations and scientists uh, learning how to uh, manipulate human reality.
0: Yeah.
1: That's uh, inorganic. So the grapevine and certain plants were organic. There's organic ways of influencing the pineal gland and uh, conscious reality. Now they figured out an inorganic digital way through uh, DNA manipulation, through pharmaceutical companies, and through electromagnetic transmission of flicker rates of radio Sure, we see that on tel-
0: on television the, the the flicker rate of TVs, uh, anything with a screen, you can see the flicker rates. Yeah,
1: right. So, what is being broadcasted? Mm. Broadcast when you when you broadcast, you're what you're doing is you're sending out electromagnetic information to form a cast, a statue, a solid form, a rigid reality. So they're broadcasting electromagnetic signals and their changing DNA, the DNA receptors, uh, to be able to download a broadcast that would take the, the human family, the human race, and force them or strongly encourage them, uh, hypnotize them, the, the human race, to create a reality according to what's being broadcasted. So we have, uh, we have uh, broadcasting. That's you have Saturn's configuration and the uh, planet system. We, we have broadcasting that's taking place that's getting mankind to behave in a way that is contrary to our natural analog behavior. The, the, way, the way mankind is designed is, uh, this might sound pie in the sky, but this is actual fact. Mankind is designed to, uh, first of all, we were designed based on love. So we were designed to get along with everyone. Yeah. That we were all family. Uh, if anyone were in need or needed help, there'd be zero hesitation. You know, uh, let's say the old the Amish or Mennonite where they do the barn raising. So the whole township would come along and and uh, uh, Jebediah needs a new barn. Yeah. <laughs> <So, laughs> sorry for the uh, Ezekiel, Isaiah Mm. needs, needs a new barn. So the, the community, uh, they mill the the lumber and everything, but the community uh, spends a, maybe a three day weekend or a three, four day period. And they raise the barn. And then the, uh, this isn't derogatory by any means, but the, the the women and children are involved. So there's meals that are being cooked and uh, and desserts and apple cider. and, And the whole list goes on. And the whole community puts up a barn. And uh, it's it's also fun because maybe in the evenings, if it's a three-, four-day project or square dancing and uh, singing songs, so it's more of a festive. And at the end of the project, there's a new barn. Well, that individual that has a barn, that barn will last a lifetime because it's built right. They're very good uh, carpenters. But then in turn, if it's uh, Jebediah or Ezekiel or Jephthah, whoever got the... When it's someone else's, he's volunteering his labor to help. So there's no charge in that barn raising. It's a community effort. That that's how we're uh, designed. So when you have that um, brotherhood, that family, there is no racism. There isn't. There isn't any prejudice. There isn't any harm. You don't turn around and raise someone's barn and then turn around and rob them or burn it down it just it it doesn't fit so why why mankind why is mankind prejudice why is there hatred why is there jealousy and envy because that's being broadcast right an alien artificial broadcast that's affecting us as individuals and then we generate that reality so now you fast forward now you have hollywood and corporations that are broadcasting what are they broadcasting well, they're broadcasting prejudice, hatred, they're broadcasting entitlement, they're broadcasting gender confusion, uh, they're broadcasting everything so that we are creating a, a reality, generating a reality that's self-destructive, it's not sustainable, it's a reality where we're uh, not in harmony with the planet Earth, Yeah, we have extreme wealth, extreme poverty, we have uh, people hooked on, on on drugs and are zombie-like in Philadelphia and other oh my God, yeah. cities,
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: and and they're not eating properly, and then they're they're scarring up their, their bodies and uh, acting animalistic. This is this is not this is an actual hostile uh, non-human alien agenda to destroy and take over uh, something that should be beautiful where we should be responding and receiving signals coming from counter space, the original source, the signals coming from counter space, it does not broadcast uh, pride, greed, showy display, one's means of life, you know, flaunting wealth, uh, competitiveness, being competitive. Yeah. uh, Jealousy or uh, supremacy. Well, if one skin tones better than another, that's hogwash, that's all artificial. So we're in a battle as individuals, since we are reality generators created in this image, whose signaling are we primarily responding to? Well, it depends on, we have two neural networks. We have our gut network and our brain network. Uh, What electromagnetic signal are we feeding our gut and our brain? So that's, that's a kind of a rhetorical question, but when you think about it, um, one of the reasons why I got rid of TV in 1992 is I realized what was streaming out of television. See, television, broadcasting. So I realized, wait a minute, these are inbound electromagnetic signal. These are images, sound, that are trying to get me to behave or adopt ideology coming yeah. out of Hollywood or a corporate news media or propaganda from a government agency. And I'm like, no, I don't need this. I don't need this broadcasting. I don't need them to tell me a vision television. No, I'll create my own vision. Thank you very much. Sure. So, so when I got rid of uh, television, I was, and then I really scrutinized the music industry because uh, it does the same thing using frequency beats and tonalities that also uh, influence hormone and chemical reactions in the body. In fact, music is probably more powerful than visual. Uh, I was very careful what I listened to because of of the body chemistry that the beat creates, the frequency beats and tonalities, the scales that are used in music. It's a very, very clever tool. Then, um, then I realized, okay, there's we keep going back. This is a spiritual warfare, meaning there's two centers of broadcasting. There's a natural one coming from source. That's in harmony with nature, and that's that's where uh, uh, your root instinct. For example, you see videos on the internet. Uh, yeah. let, let's let's say a deer up in Canada or whatever was crossing a lake, and the ice it was icy, but it broke through. And you see videos where there's adults trying to get the deer out of the f- frozen lake because it'll drown, uh, or an animal is trapped, caught in some barbed wire or a, a seal or a fish kind of washes up on the beach and there's netting around its fin and people come up and cut the the net away and, and free the seal or, or the fish so it can and, and vice for well that's that's a natural that's where someone is responding to our natural um, reality and a signal coming from counter space but then we see behavior where, where there's groups of teenagers, two, three, 400, and they're ransacking a Macy's or a Walgreens or something of that nature, and someone's filming it on their cell phone or security camera. That's not natural behavior. That's an artificial signaling, getting humans to act animalistic, uh, like a wild beast, and the opposite of love and harmony. Right. So it's, it's up to us as individuals – because we have uh, free moral agency, it's up to us to observe societal behavior, to observe our surroundings, uh, our community, observe, observe ourselves, and we have to make the call. No one's going to do it for us. We, we have the ability internally to look at what's going on and realize that there's a warfare where something or a group, or an organized fashion is trying to hijack the human experience. It's up to us to figure out, okay, is this what's going on? Who are the sides? Where do I fit in on this? How much am I being influenced by one side or the other? What path am I going to choose or take? That's that's our obligation. While we're here on earth, we're supposed to put on our big boy britches and actually mature, see what's going on, Realize that there's a warfare, a massive influence in trying to steer our reality. And we need to decide who's going to be our master or what signaling are we going to respond to. People that don't wake up to this or don't care, and that's probably seven, eight billion people, for a fact. You can tell by their behavior. They're either too ignorant, they're callous, or don't give a rat's rear end and they, yeah. they don't care. So they're being influenced by a signaling that's not natural. You can see by the way they behave. You can see by their language. You can see by their goals, their, uh, where they are in life. And then there's a handful where you can see that uh, are much more mature, and they're much more spiritual. They're connected to nature. Look at how they behave. Look yeah. at the language. That they, what, what do they talk about? What's the main theme? Uh, I'm a firm believer that those that that are mature spiritually and connected to nature and are more uh, analog, they're the ones that will have longevity because they are responding to the natural signaling. They're connecting to, let's say, the divine or counter space. And that's in harmony with the design. That's when you have longevity. When you don't, you can't have longevity. So I like to use a car illustration. You're a car guy. Um, if there's let's see. And I think you have, I won't say what you have. We've talked privately, but let's say uh, a sports car. Yes. A, a Finally, uh, you know, let's say a high dollar sports car. I'll, I'll just, I'll just pick, pick one uh, offhand, but let's, let's say it's a. A
0: 911 GT3. Let's go with that. Yeah, one. A high
1: end Porsche, a Porsche 911. So that's, that's a masterfully designed engineer. It's a piece of art.
0: Yep.
1: And, uh, if it's maintained properly, it's actually an, an investment that will hold its value because it's, it's not a mass production car like a Ford Focus or something. So Correct. that car has specific features. It has value. It's master engineering. It's a piece of art. Would you take that Porsche and go off road or in a Baja race? No, no, of course not. It's contrary to its design. Correct. Who in their right mind would do that?
0: Idiots. No idiot would. No
1: no (laughs) idiot would, unless you deliberately were wanting to destroy it and have a video to try to get hits. It's just the suspension, everything, it's not designed to be off-road, period. No No one would do that. Well, what happens is if you tried to do that, what would be the longevity of that Porsche? Not very long. Not very long. So what happens is you ruin the car, you ruin the investment, you ruin the piece of art, and you've ruined the engineering. Yes. Well, good job, Sherlock. You just ruined a beautiful, that's not what it was designed to do. Why are 8V, why are 8 billion people ruining the human experience? Why are they ruining that, that Porsche GT? Yeah. Be- because they're living their life like a, a bull in a china shop, a wrecking ball. Right. Contrary to design, there is no longevity. They will not, the human race is not sustainable. It will not last. Just like the the Porsche would not last. So the few that get it, in this case, the few that understand the the Porsche, what it's designed for, and they're uh, on special racing tracks, and uh, they maintain the tires and the brakes, and they have the proper oil, synthetic oil, and they read the owner's manual to the T, that car, yeah, that's the ones with longevity. How many human beings are taking care of this exquisite Porsche, the human body, the human experience? It's less than 1%. It's 0.003%. That's what the calculations over and over. It's always historically been 0.003%. That's alarming. So the casualty rate of this human experience is quite high. So if you look at a war and you have two sides and one side is suffering 99% uh, ninety nine point nine nine seven casualties, uh-huh. <laughs> but that any any warfare if, if one side has ninety nine point nine nine seven casualties, it's not sustainable. the 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 war is over. The one side has lost, right? Because if you if you have one one side that's only suffering point zero zero three percent casualty, that's the, so in this case, humanity is losing. It's, it's, it's game over. Humanity will not have longevity and an everlasting life or an everlasting conscious experience in this, this spiritual warfare. So what could you do? I don't know. I, on these shows, as a research scientist, we, we understand this, and we know electromagnetic signaling, the, the human response. Uh, it's very difficult to try to encourage to become one of the 0.003 but what's at stake this is a life or death or this is a a, is your consciousness going to continue or not to me this is the highest stakes in all the universe yeah Um, but but how do you get people to take it seriously or um, take steps to change what signaling they're responding to yes Man, it's one of the toughest things I've ever, and I don't know if I was placed at this point in time. I'm, I'm here for the assignment, but it's, it's, it's a very tough assignment. It's very frustrating. Um, because in this particular, this is the reality that I see. Now, if I'm nuts, then it's, it's, uh, it's a tough reality because I've had this uh, my entire life. It'd be very uh, frustrating. But if I'm correct, then you can see uh, you can see why I put so, so much time and energy in because I care about people and I see what's happening to humanity, and I'm seeing it from a lens that this is a hostile takeover or it's a manipulation to self-destruct to implode upon ourselves. And I, I just don't want to stand back and not say anything or not put up a fight. Yes. I don't want to do that. Right. So I'm a vocal piece so on these shows. I try to bring in the, the science aspect and the reality that we're seeing today. And according to field theory, this is not right. We are not behaving like we're designed to, and we're not treating the planet like it was meant to. So what does it take to wake up humanity? Or if humanity isn't going to wake up and this reset is coming, then the only ones that are going to survive the reset are the 0.003. They're Very marked so. for survival. Right. Agreed. And I'm like, do you want to survive? I do. Can, yeah. can, can I help the rogue, rogue news audience? Can we have these rare discussions that are very serious and sobering? Can we have these, even if it's once a week, just to try to plant seeds? Because that's once a seed is planted and it, it uh, takes root, that's very powerful to get the mind to start to see reality in a proper way. Yeah. I don't know. Very well said.
0: Jet, amazing, amazing, amazing uh, presentation. I mean, you really took us to the deep end on all of this. We need to continue this again next week. Folks, tune in, subscribe, like, comment, share. Lots going on. And again, next week, we will be continuing this. Thank you all for listening. Uh, Jet, any last things you want to say? Yeah,
1: one last. Can you see the second picture? Yes, I can see that. Okay. And uh, just think about this. This is interesting. When I first saw this, I thought, you know what this looks like? It looks like a constellation, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Okay. <laughs> this is an ancient genealogical family tree of 650 grape vine species. Huh. So, what I'm trying to tell you is when you look at constellations, best way to say is if, if you look at this the constellation, yeah, non-human entities, they'll send an electromagnetic signature based on what regions they're, they're from. And they're able to use, they were able to use the grape product, the grapevine alcohol mm-hmm. as a means before we got advanced digitally, because they're still using analog fermentation and, and alcohol. Mm -hmm. Another name, spirits, to influence people through electromagnetic signaling.
0: And that's why they call them spirits. It makes sense.
1: Yeah. So what happens is uh, the signaling that's Mm -hmm. coming, especially if it's signaling to get us to act contrary to our natural design based on love, this, what looks like a constellation, this is the family trees of the grapevine. This is the signaling that comes through uh, alcohol and these ancient life forms are able to use that chemical imbalance to send uh, signals for us to manifest a certain reality now they're starting to send this digitally and this is part of the virtual reality this is part of the chat gpt um artificial r- virtual reality artificial intelligence sure this uh when you see see this pattern, this is inbound signaling that's not coming from counter space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Just so, just just think of that with your diet, with your food intake, um, exercise, meditation. So eating organically, um, purified water, being grounded in nature. The, the there's a battle going on, and depending yeah. on how victorious you want to be, there's a lot involved with. Exercise with conversation, how close you are as a family, what you eat, uh, how you spend your free free time. All this is, uh, think of this picture here, and this is what's inbound. So this is very sophisticated. This is so advanced, this warfare that we're involved in. It's just mind boggling. So I'll leave it at that because, yeah, very we're all well hour. Okay.
0: Chad, thank you for sharing with us. I want to get deeper into this next week. Folks, keep it locked here. Subscribe, like, comment, and share, and we'll be back tomorrow. Cheers.